Okay, so we are going to dive into a topic today that has been on the forefront. I covered this topic on Instagram in a live, and it was conveniently canceled. It was taken down. So give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Welcome to the Enlightened Love Lounge. I'm your host, Ryan Keys, and today we're going to talk about a topic about unlocking the divine mind, or your divine mind in this case. There is a lot, there's a lot to look at when it comes to um, how we interact, what our third eye is accepting and creating consciously. So I am excited to dive into this topic. There's no um, video in this, just uh, reclaim your divine mind. And you can see up in the top, from bro broken heart to bad boy to becoming a better human, that is me. I have been um, through the ringer many times in my life. Um, the broken heart came from not necessarily what you think, right? It wasn't necessarily broken because of a woman or a relationship. Um, although we've all had our bumps and bruises along the way. My broken heart came from finally forgiving my father and losing him at 21. I had been molested and it had been a, um, a tragedy for me and dealing with my dad. And then through the course of events, I had had my face crushed at 21, trying to prevent a girl from getting raped. And um, I went through a series of two years for recovery, 13 hours of surgery for the first one. And I died about six hours into, seven hours into surgery. When I came out, I couldn't walk, I couldn't talk. Um, I didn't even remember who I was. Gun went off. Got really shaken up. And my dad was there. Because my um, father had found in his mind, he had found religion, found Jesus. And not justification, but forgiveness. And unlocked the potential of that Christ consciousness, that divine mind. He unlocked his love potential. As you can see in the title, underneath Reclaim Your Divine Mind. Unlocking Your Love Potential. And in the course of him unlocking his love potential, he came with a different vibration, which I could recognize. Even though I couldn't really get out of bed, I couldn't do anything, I was able to see him from another side. I was able to forgive him. I was able to really love my dad like I had never loved him before. And he was only with me for a year of my recovery and then instantly taken by an aneurysm and that was one of the toughest things I've ever been through as um, a human. To be completely codependent on my parents, my dad, because my life had changed considerably. To go from being a model to really messed up. Losing six, seven years of memory. And trying to get back on my feet. Find my masculinity, find my, my um, mojo. And then I lose my dad. And 
this is me getting back to basics, right? So reclaiming your divine mind, it's a process. And what I'm saying right now about how I started this journey, how I went from broken heart to bad boy, basically breaking hearts, re-breaking my heart, breaking powerful bonds, friendships, and other things. I was out of control with my body, my mind, my soul. But it was all on the way to becoming a better human, a better man. And when I get back to basics, when I get real, I understand that reality showed itself to me over the course of my life. And now some might classify me as a sigma, I'm a sigma male, empathic sigma male. A um, little bit of a lone wolf, right? Um, I have a definite sense of wholeness, stable lifestyle for the most part. I have an a, a openness to vulnerability. I have a resilience in the face of fear. I do my best to keep that jade color from being a major part of my journey. I do a lot of emotional spring cleaning. I exercise um, toxicity. I purge resentments. I consistently revise my inner monologue. And I'm constantly enhancing my self-image. Pulling all those little frayed threads back together so that I can create a singular ideal, a singular space. Not for success, but for abundance. And that is what we're talking about today. Because this divine mind is really you tapping into the Christ consciousness. You really allowing the message of many masters to have one voice, one source, so that you can begin to see yourself not as a singularity, but in every single thing. And like I said in the Instagram live yesterday, which you can follow me underneath the picture at Ryan Keys to Love, I don't like to talk about love. I'll tell you that. I'm good at it. I'm good at helping people make it through their life, fix their marriage, find the one. I'm excellent at helping people match, make, etc. But for me, love is, a, is an uncomfortable topic, and this is why I'm tackling it. This is why I've been in it for about seven years. This is why I wrote a book, Putting the Soul Back in Soulmates, because for me, at 21... I locked into a story of self-sabotage and separation and isolation. And this is really how I went from being the lone wolf, losing at every turn, to a leader. And I'm not saying that I lead anyone else other than myself, but that in its course is freaking phenomenal when you can lead yourself. 
And I've been learning along the way that my imagination was hijacked. And in order to claim my divine mind, we got to get back to basics. We got to begin with the simple things. We need to call into ourselves and ask, how was my imagination hijacked? How was my third eye thrown into this this storm? And who would hijack your imagination? I mean, let's look at that. Who would hijack your imagination? I mean, it, what would be the benefit of somebody hijacking your imagination? A hijacked third eye, a hijacked imagination is done because you're being forced and pushed into survival mode. At every single turn, every single click, every single swipe, every single piece of news, every post, you're being put into a silent state of survival and it's pulling your imagination in to create these alternate realities and outcomes, much like the October 4th surprise. Surprise, there doesn't have to be anything that happens on October 4th. If you have followed it and found it to be resonating with you and it doesn't happen, now step back and take a big picture and say, wait, that didn't happen, but it did. Because your heart, your body, your mind was there was in that fear envelope. So mission accomplished from the social conditioning sector. If I just planted a seed and you watered it without even knowing, wow, I just harvested a whole lot of fear, a whole lot of stress, a whole lot of anxiety. And when you're operating in survival, you cannot create, you cannot generate that uh, connection to source the way you, can, you could if you were operating in your divine mind. That was my vacuum. <laughs> She's not happy that I'm online. <laughs> Please check my desk bin. So the, the premise of hijacking your imagination, if you follow me for a second, our imaginations or our imagination faculty system gets co-opted through conditioning, through social construct, from zero to now, through media, through narratives, through posts, and definitely through the algorithm. There's people that are popular not because their message is genuine or truthful. There's people that are popular because if their message is allowed to flourish with just a hint of truth, but a lot of bullshit, and you can't tell the difference, I've got you. This is why discernment is essential in, in every part of your day. And this hijacked ima imagination keeps you locked in a perpetual survival mode. And in truth, it detaches you from authentic living. It, it detaches you from authentically giving. It detaches you from abundance. It detaches you from truth. It actually subjugates you like a slave so that you can only see the next train stop, the next train stop. Right? The next car, the next car, the next person, the next vacation, the next dinner, the next club, the next burning man, whatever it is. 
And this is difficult. This is, I mean, this is not, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not a game, you know? This is real stuff. And I came across a, a quote today that was uh, very, very interesting. I'm going to read it to you. Experience life without posting about everything that happens. Meet new people without considering it networking. Be creative without creating content. Master a skill that's not all about being useful. Be totally by, but totally enjoyable. Stop playing life like it's a game to be won and stop making every decision based on some stupid equation or algorithm. Stop treating everything and everyone as a metric to be monetized. Just do shit to do shit. Just do shit to do shit. Because new stuff is good stuff. And cool stuff is fun stuff. And real stuff is the stuff. I, I improvised the stuff because um, I didn't want to continue to say the S word because it's not important. So this hijacked imagination has happened to all of us. And we don't know. It happens through movies. It happens through songs. Have you ever listened to a song that will... It literally takes you on a time travel trip back to whatever it is when you heard it first. Like if I listen to Time After Time or if I listen to Nothing Compares to You, I'm like, oh shit, I'm back to high school. I'm back to holy smokes. I broke my hand because it got mad, <laughs> like got in a fight and it was like trying to protect my girl. What the heck? So it's a time, it's a time traveling device. You, and this, the, you, So the, the song didn't take me there. My imagination did. But the instigation of imagination through um, a prompt or through a catalyst experience is what controlled me. Now imagine if I could time travel like that and it wasn't tied to the past or the future but tied to the present. Or what if I could do that and connect it to, to straight source and love? And it, it's interesting when you realize that your imagination, your third eye, most people awoken, have awoken their third eye, but they didn't know what to do with it, so it was easily confiscated and then put to work against you. And if you look around, even we take the pronoun topic or we take any topic, let's take the rainbow flag, for instance. I have no position on it, but I will say when you look at the numbers, only 6% of the entire nation of 330 million people is gay or whatever that may be, only 6%. But somehow it's out in front, it's up front, it's the squeaky wheel that's getting all the willpower because it's hijacked your imagination because they put it in every single thing to trigger your survival mechanism, your fight or flight. Now, if you can operate around this, if you can, like like Yeshua said, be in the world but not of the world, if you can back up and get the big picture, if you can be like when Yeshua stepped out on the water, which metaphorically, water being emotion, as above, so below, he stepped out on the water, calmed the storm. Peter, which represents also the fisherman, which is Pisces, which is the emotion, which is the evolution of the Christ consciousness, says, hey, Lord, take me with you. You said, come on out. He comes on out. He's excited. He's walking on water. He is, his emotions are beneath 
his uh, observation, he's not in fight, flight, or freeze. Then suddenly, his memory starts kicking in. He starts remembering, wait, I'm on top of all this nonsense. I've got all this luggage, this baggage, this trauma. He slips back into the old story and starts to sink. Yeshua stretches out his hand and grabs him, pulls him up out of the water. In the world, not of the world. So, hijacked. Hijacked imagination, keeping you locked in perpetual survival mode without you even seeing it. Like, if I can drag you to the movie theater, if I can um, entice you to watch The Walking Dead, if I can um, instill some non-kosher meat into your diet, or if I can make you feel like, oh, wait, the oceans are rising or fires happening all over the United States. They're, literally, the fires in Greece and the fires in Canada aren't, weren't caused by global by climate change, they've found 75 people, 95 people, and 75 people were arsonists doing the, the, the lighting fires. They found them. I'm not saying everyone, all of them, but there is an, this urgency to swerve in the curve so you don't hit the wall is creating fear. And fear cannot create a solution. Fear can't bring us out of this. Only love can. Like uh, during all, all the riots and stuff, you can't, you can't buy my respect. You can't threaten me for respect. You can't force me to respect you. The only way I'm going to respect you and your cause is because I can see you, feel you, empathically be you, and bring it back to love. If I can't do that, I will not do anything other than fight, flight, or freeze. So they determine, if you can't be one, you can be triggered. And you know, this is a gaslighting technique that happens a lot when you date a narcissist. Um, it happens a lot when we're trying to protect ourselves because we're based, we've built through the imagination and the survival mindset. We've built boundaries which we think are healthy, but they're actually not. Yep, I love Mr. Mr. B33. It's kind of wild, right? So this is a wild situation, and this is the basic, this is one of the basic tools to get us to the, a place of divine mind, Christ consciousness. And the Enlightened Love Lounge is all about finding love and finding enlightenment, but finding love. Because learning to love is enlightenment. Learning to love your brother as you would yourself, learning to see yourself and other people, learning to live by a code of conduct that always comes back to love, this is Christ consciousness. So one of the big, um, one of the big light switch, aha, light bulb moments will be fantasy over reality. Where we're immersed in these fabricated scenarios. Like Maui. Right? Like any election. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Maybe the last one was jimmied or jostled, but I would venture to say all of them were. You know? Look around the world. We live in, and we are immersed in fabricated scenarios. We are immersed in fabricated situations. We are lied to on a daily basis. And then we wonder why it's so hard for us to tap into our own truth and live our truth. 
because we're lied to about every single thing all the time and you can't figure it out unless you can tap into the divine mind if you're stuck in survival your imagination comes becomes fixation fantasy and it makes you um, empower the negative what you don't need so if we start to perceive a threat that doesn't actually exist think about that and now if it if you're walking like i said before if you're walking down a trail and a tiger pops out instinct clicks in fight flight or freeze fantastic that's when i need it i don't need it when i'm watching tv sitting on my sofa i don't need fight flight or freeze when i'm trying to have a discussion with a loved one about why something they said made me feel uh, disappointed or upset but because we are consistently stuck in repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat like the shampoo because we're consistently stuck in this um, hijacked level of consciousness we continually perceive threats that don't actually exist that's why people aren't even being able to date successfully because they come into it thinking, oh, I've worked, I've done the work, I've done my shadow work, I've built my boundaries. But their boundaries are still built on the bullshit from the past. Their boundaries immediately trigger and trick them to think, oh, wait, this guy's got a lot of red flags. Well, and here's the funny thing. You're attracting the people to you. So as a person, you attract people to you. And I had to learn this the hard way. You're attracting um, energy to you, right? And what you're attracting is it's like a tractor beam on Star Trek. There's energy coming from you that is bringing this in. So we have to figure out what am I doing to create this vacuum and how is the, why why is all this victim energy around me? And generally that's because you're trapped in fight, flight or freeze. You're trapped in the survival mind. Instinct is the only thing you have access to. You're trying to like make a spiritual move. You're trying to get into your spiritual purpose, your divinity, and you're still stuck in survival. You don't even know it. And uh, you're stuck in survival and triggered, and you're only able to see a false sense of reality, a false sense of sensibility, a false sense of comfort, a false sense of creation. Because this is why it's very good, and we'll talk about this, how to reclaim the divine mind, but... If you're immersed in these fabricated scenarios and you start to perceive threats that don't actually exist, they've got you. And then it's these fantasies. And when I dealt with the twin flame topic, I saw this a lot. The twin flame topic was less about twin flames and more about people trapped in trauma. Right? These fantasies fueled their anxieties, their fears, and then they it sidelined them to embrace this moment, this raw beauty. They couldn't even do it. They couldn't dial in because they were looking down. And what is, what's the cost of this? What is the, the physical, mental, emotional cost of being stuck in the survival mindset when it's not necessary? Well, if you're in continual survival mode, it separates you and suppresses your creative energy. It disconnects you from your divinity discernment, and intuition. And I would much rather know to slow down and not go through that intersection than have my skill of survival help me avoid the accident once I was going through it in a car like didn't stop for a red, right? 
I'd rather be able to operate ahead of the game three seconds before because they did prove that, right? You, if you're operating in, in, in an intuitive, discerning state with your, your divine mind, you can literally, at the least, at the very least, see five, six seconds into the future. And five or six seconds can save your life or the life of your loved one. It can change your world. Five or six seconds of Christ consciousness can change your life. And we don't even appreciate that. Just even five or six seconds could save you. So what happens is one of the costs of the survival mode is we become reactive rather than proactive. We become slaves to our circumstance. We embrace the victim story. We get stuck rather than mastering our destiny. Now, I want you to reclaim the connection to the divine mind. I want you to unlock your full love potential. And I want you to be like me, going from the broken heart, getting breaking through the bad boy phase, and becoming a better human. A better human. I want you to go from broken heart to better human. Right? It's your birthright. And the steps. First, awareness. Recognize that your imagination has been commandeered and it needs to be liberated. And learn to say yes and no. I'd say one of the most valuable phrases you can do is learn to say no. And I don't know, like in the, in the vein of Socrates, you don't need to know all the answers, right? I don't know. And no, thank you. Because when you say no, you affirmatively build a, a boundary that gives you a backstop so you can begin to feel, what am I doing in this world? Am I stationary? Am I floating? Am I sinking? What's happening around me? So awareness. You need to really begin to release Fixation, fantasy, wondering if your ex is going to call you back. Release worrying about that job that didn't call you. Release trying to fix that family uh, wound from four years ago. Embrace what you can't change and focus on what you can. Step two, detox. You have to begin the purge. You got to purge your mind of these consumer-driven, social-given fantasies. You have to be able. You have to be able to be in the world, but not of it. You can no longer allow an algorithm to own you. You have to shut your phone off for a while. You have to be able to have space for yourself. You have to learn that meditation happens every single moment, and when you're meditating in survival mode. You're depreciating yourself, debilitating yourself. You're not seeing your self-worth and you're not going to find your tribe. You're not going to be able to figure it out. You're not going to, you're not going to be able to solve the problem with your, with your special someone. You're going to get in a fight or flight or freeze because you don't have any other choice because you're not operated in divinity. You don't have connection to the Christ consciousness. And I don't know about you, but If I could have a direct phone line to, let's just, for lack of a better word, God, versus a touch base, text, one text or two text, 
a week? Wouldn't you rather be able to call God up every single minute and say, hey, what's going on? I need to ask you a question. I have this feeling. What is it about? Rather than just get a little simple text here and there, a little synchronicity. Oh, it's 11-11. I'd rather be able to be in constant, chronic conversation with creation. Right? And why do you think there's no, there's no, um, there's no guess why marijuana or weed has become such an, an, um, an available substance, right? Because it helps you to relax out of fight, flight, or freeze, you think, but does it really? What depresses the system, if you were not operating already in survival mode, I think it would have a different effect on you. If you were in your divine mind and you were to do whatever that is, I think it would be a different a different feeling. 100%. 100% different feeling. And this is why when you think about um, CBD or whatever it is, <clears throat> the reason why the body heals on CBD, yeah, they can say scientifically, but I'm talking spiritually, is because it detaches the physical body from fight, flight, or freeze. It's like when you do a stem unit on your back and you release the pressure because you overstimulate the nerve and the nerve is numb. So the swelling goes down and your pain goes away. I broke my back in doing a stunt. I know 100% what that feels like. And this is fantastic because if I can utilize these things with a divine mind, much different. I used ayahuasca with a divine mind and not a fight, flight, or survive mode right no flight flight no flight fight or freeze for me when i did ayahuasca i was completely plugged in completely different experience so i need to learn to detox as step two is purge my mind of consumer driven fantasies and fear inducing stimulus if if that song makes you think of a, a place back in your past that makes you sad don't embrace it don't go there and ask yourself, why is this like a sugar-coated candy cane to me? <clears throat> why is this trauma coming off to me like chocolate? It's because it's candy-coated. They've given you a candy-coated, not coated, coated. A candy-coated message. So when you feel lost, when you feel like you're having an instant... They, they jump on you. So you got to be really aware that, and I, I, I'm one that watched The Walking Dead. I like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I like a lot of shows, right? I'm into the new show, The Foundation. But if I can't watch that in a state of observation, in the world, not of the world, I need to back away. And you can be able to tell the difference, right? If you're losing context, right? If you're losing control, if you're losing context when you're experiencing it, you need to back away and get some space. Detox can mean also person, place, or thing as well. It sucks, but you need to be able to, to be in this this world, but not of it. Step three, grounding. You need to reconnect your authentic desires, your divine mind, and it needs to be through meditation, mindfulness, and spiritual awareness. Okay? You need to become aware of the Spirit. You need to become aware of where the Spirit lives and how the Spirit gives. You need to become aware of these, the control grid. 
you got to become aware of what's compromising your imagination, your third eye. And you need to, to ground. You got to reconnect with your authentic self. You're an infinite, indestructible being, right? Got to connect with that. And this is also going to help guide you out of the reincarnation wheel. And we'll get to that later on in other shows. Because we're, we're breaking this down. We're beginning. This is the Enlightened Love Lounge and podcast. And we're making this <clears throat> a place mark for beauty and for a revival of self, a rebirth, right? Where we're going to break things down logically. And if you want help, if you want to do this, I'm going to be your intercessor. I will step in and help you as much as possible. I've got 20 years of experience helping thousands of people. And if I can help you, I will. But I'm going to charge you because I'm keeping in my divine mind. And my self-worth says that that's equal. That's an equal value. I'm not going to get stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. I'm not going to get stuck in this survival mode, right? I'm going to be outside of the survival mode. And I know that if somebody needs me... They will recognize my value, just as you would, and they will exchange with me an equal measure because that's the way that they get out of this survival instinct. And then step four, divine alignment. Cultivating a mindset that embraces true abundance, true love, and true purpose. And when I say true, Abundance, you have to break out of that abundance is something that you um, bring to the table. Abundance is the table. Abundance is not a BMW. You've got to break this social construct that has hijacked your imagination. As beautiful as a BMW is, I've had them, right? I was a heartbreaker. I, I was a bad boy. I had those BMWs, right? Every bad boy does. But I'll tell you, I had to cultivate and I had to learn that that car, that lifestyle, isn't abundance, isn't love, and isn't purpose. I have to find the authentic version of that and embrace it. I have to bring all of those elements back to spirit and see how they settle up. And this is if I want to embrace Christ consciousness. This is how I need to do it. And what's the outcome of doing this? Number one, I do have a amazing product I normally charge for, but I'm going to give to, I've already given to several people. It's called, it's called return to love. It's a a pseudo mirror work meditation program. It's 10 days self-guided for free. Email me at info at ryankeys.com and I will send it to you. And I'd love to hear how it goes. And if you've got what it takes to go through all 10 days, fantastic. If you'd prefer for me to help you, it's going to I'm going to charge you. No offense, but if you're on the fence, find somebody else. I'm here to work with people that are ready to work because there's not enough time left to uh, tap dance and to walk on eggshells. The world is changing rapidly and we need to be in our Christ consciousness so that we can offer up a solution and a service that's outside of the survival mindset that's being triggered so heavily in the collective right now. So if you go through this process, you're going to begin to initiate a rebirth. You're going to begin to unlock your love potential. You're going to transcend this survival mode within the month, 
and realize that it's not just a mental mental switch of like, let me turn this on and off. It's actually a spiritual awakening, right? And once you learn, once you can reclaim your imagination, you're no longer surviving. You're thriving. You're manifesting a life of joy, connection, and meaningful endeavors. And when you are operating in divine mind, I swear, your tribe will find you, your vibe will find you, love will find you, because it can't see anywhere else but where you're sitting. Right now, if you're below the surface like Peter when he was slipping away, we can only see his head. So we went, it went, he's sinking, right? And then it's up to his waist, up to his chest, up to his shoulders. Almost, He's almost under the water. Baba, you're not digging to China on the sofa, please. That's a rental. <laughs> Everybody say a prayer for my French bulldog. And this is another part of it. Bodhi. Settle down. He has a um, situation on his hip. There's a mass. We had a test. I'm beside myself. I'm upset. I've cried a couple times today. He's the, the, a love muffin. He's a love nugget, and I love him with like he's my own blood. I love him like he's my child. He saved my life, right? Saved my life, brought me back home, brought me back to being a better human, and that's where everything needs to bring you. Anything that you're doing, anyone that you're talking to, anything that you are a part of should bring you back to being a better human. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. But with Bodhi and this um, little mass, cyst, whatever it is, on his hip. We got the biopsy. We did the blood test. And my, I'm not crossing my fingers. I'm planting my seeds. My seeds are that he's going to be okay. But the survival mind would try to confiscate my, my ability to create healing would try to confiscate my connection to the reality that I want. And it would say, oh, no, go Google everything. Go, this is, do you know what could happen? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is, and then you're going to be alone. And then you, uh, then you spent all of this, this time and money loving your dog and it's going to be. So the, the mind and the imagination, because of conditioning, will instantly be hijacked. And what happens is I have to recognize that and I can't do that if I'm not operating in my Christ consciousness. It doesn't mean I'm Christ. It means that I have a connection to the Christ mind. And I want to keep that connection so desperately. I want to fall in love with my Christ consciousness. I want to fall in love with having a divine mind. Because when you find that connection, you are so full and it has helped me love so much and so deeply and learn so much about life, myself and others. And to really see my path in such a true way. To not have fear in the face of war, drought, famine, whatever it might be. But the programming is, is real. And it's deep. And there's hooks. And when those triggers come up, when 
your history tries to gaslight you back into going into the survival mindset unnecessarily. You need to say to that mindset, no, no, I will not fall prey to these social and consumer driven fantasies. I will not allow my fear to be induced by my past, by your programming. I will not allow my potential to be cast aside. I will not sacrifice my connection to abundance, to love and to purpose. Also, I can just roll around in pain, suffering and try to figure out a negative outcome. I will not do it. I'm going to love this little monkey until I, that I hear anything different. And I'm going to believe he's fine. And if it's something that needs to be done, if it's a surgery or something like that, we're going to do whatever it takes to fix it. And address it step by step. I'm not going to get it. See, this is where you got to be careful. Your imagination is so powerful and you are such a powerful being. Don't get ahead of yourself because then you're not here. And in order to keep that call open to God... I'm going to give you a real, a real inner, inner secret right now. And I'd love for you to share this to the people that you know. In order to keep the lines open to speaking to God, consciousness, source, Christ consciousness. Omnipresent means here. Not everywhere at once. It means only one place here. Because everywhere is here. And if you can tap into the divine mind, if you can begin to bring your imagination up the ladder and mold it with your intuition and your discernment and gratitude and giving and loving, you will have such a a deep connection to spirit, such an intimate love affair with this life. And I really hope that for you. And that's... If I'm a lighthouse, that's, that's the light I'm sending out. It's such a deep, intimate love affair with Source. With this second. With this moment. With the potential of every possibility right now in your mind, in your heart, in your hands. To be co-created and collaborated with creation itself. To not be subject to any single thing in the past, but a new, a new slate, a new space, a new start to be reborn every minute. And when you transcend survival mode, it's not just a mental switch, it's a spiritual awakening. Once you reclaim your imagination, you don't just survive. You're alive. And you will manifest that direct line to, to God. I appreciate your time. I thank you for being here. And again, if you want to work, if you want to get into this, if you're ready to come back to love, if you're ready to unlock your potential, I'm not special. I'm just present. And that gift of being present gives me a connection to source, to a connection to intuition and discernment so that I can help bring you back to this present moment as well whether we're using cards, just an intuitive conversation, a pep talk, whether we're carving out a new job for you, whether we're helping you on your journey, whether we're helping you decide is it time to go in your relationship. 
these are the, the tough conversations when you need someone that can bring you back up on top of that water. You need that hand to help you back up so that you're not beneath the emotional envelope of being out of control, stuck in survival, stuck in this hijacked imagination. So please share this, and I will see you all very soon. I'll be back next Wednesday for another episode of the Enlightened Love Lounge. We'll be doing also a, a live this Saturday on Patreon and still funneling it to the community till the community moves only to Patreon. But I would love to have you all there. And you can come on over to Patreon, sign up for a cup of coffee. We can start calling it like it is. Have a beautiful, wonderful day. And in the very least, start to detox this consumer cannibalism. Start to detox anything that causes you to be afraid. Because it's not for real. The threat of nuclear war, the threat of famine, the threat of global warming. Even if it is real, there's no need why you, there's not a need for you to be scared or triggered. We just went through one of the greatest catastrophes engineered by man in 2020. And your belief, whatever it is, I'm sure that you were allowing yourself to be co opted by fear. I did. And I've been doing this work for so long and I fell prey to it. So don't fault yourself. This isn't a finger pointing at you. This is a, a hand on your back saying, hey, I feel you. Let's get to it. Let's go forward. So I'm Ryan Keyes. And like I said, from broken heart to bad boy to becoming a better human. I'll see you on the Enlightened Love Lounge. And then I'll see you on the other side. Peace, light, and love. Have a beautiful, wonderful afternoon, morning, or evening, wherever you're at. And I'll see you.